0: You as a joint initiative between Anubhav, the National Institute of Social Defense, Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment, and Media for Community Foundation. Producers Kowaiwani Kowai Care Retirement Communities. If you are a senior citizen and need help, contact our elder helpline 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. We promise to help you lead a better life. I repeat 14567 between eight AM and eight PM. Hello, listeners! It is story time again, mm-hmm. and this is Malathi Jayakumar from Kovaiwani, bringing you a new story called "Just Average." As you know, most people in the world lead routine lives with routine chores. The routine is what holds everything together. Otherwise, there will be utter chaos, but suddenly there can be one moment, one incident or one emotion that will make the ordinary person act in an extraordinary way. Like when there is a train accident or a capsized boat, the ordinary passerby will put his life at risk to save people. The heroine of today's story, Just Average, is Sashikala, a simple housewife. Come, let us have a look at her life. There was nothing very exceptional about Sashikala. She was 5 feet 2, the average height for an Indian woman. She was neither dark nor fair, but a sort of wheatish complexion. Her features were nondescript. Her eyes were neither large nor beautiful her nose neither grishin nor snub, her mouth neither full nor fine. Her saris and salwar kameezes were clean, but mostly dull in colour, and her hair was always done up in a ponytail or bun. She was not very slim, nor was she fat. In fact, she could be described in two words, just average. She was not extraordinarily intelligent, She was not passionate about anything, nor was she very averse to anything. As a child, she did all that average children do at every stage in life. At school, she did not come first, nor was she the last, but hovered somewhere around the middle. All her friends were just average friends who never got into trouble and never did anything very exciting. They would watch TV together, play or study in a group, And occasionally go to a movie. Sajikala never complained and never felt left out of the more exciting activities of all the other girls and boys her age. We meet thousands of people in our lives and yet no two people are the same. Each one is an individual and we usually remember them because there is always one trait or feature that sets them apart. While some are beautiful enough or ugly enough to make an impact, most leave an impression because of the shape of the nose, eyes or head, manner of speaking, the tenor of their voice or the presence of a distinct charisma. Shashikala, however, did not have any singular quality. Even if you had met her before, you may not recognize her the next time you see her. She was always part of the background a part of the larger picture. As a child at home, as a student in school, as a teenager or as a college student, she was part of the crowd, a dot among many other dots. Her dreams too were not ambitious, not inspired by the legendary figures at home or abroad. She had no highs or lows. She did not veer back and forth from being ecstatically happy or being miserably depressed as many young people tend to be. She had no great identity crisis and accepted herself for what she was. She did not plan her future or aspire to be a successful career in any particular profession. She did not have romantic dreams of a knight in shining armour sweeping her off her feet. In keeping with her personality and pattern in life, her parents arranged her marriage with a man who was also just about average. Akash was a balding, nondescript man with a clerical job in a big bank. He was not very keen on promotions or transfers because he had no interest in working harder or longer. He preferred to do his job with the ease and comfort of having done the same thing millions of times rather than get stressed out by joining the rat race. He was not a bad husband and did not demand very much, except fairly good meals at the proper time and was happy to be left alone to watch the sports and news channels and read the papers. Shashi was equally happy providing the meals and leaving him to his own devices in return for being left alone to do whatever she liked which was reading magazines, books by Agatha Christie, or Mills and Boone romances. Their house was fairly clean, but not scrupulously so, with a minimal effort at interior decoration. Shashi never bothered to dust the house unless she had guests. She coped with all the ups and downs of life, and there were not that many, with some measure of common sense. When her father died, it made more sense to bring her mother to live with them. When her mother was, not too, was too ill, it made sense to move her into a nursing home. There was no heartache or agonizing involved over what was right or wrong. It was more a question of common sense and convenience. Two children were born without much fuss or bother and grew up as all children do with minor illnesses and coughs and colds. The parents found joy in the children's first steps and first words, taught them nursery rhymes and alphabets, and took pride in their performances before their friends and family. When both the children were quite grown up, Shashi, for the first time in her life, began to think of what she could do with herself. Even then, she did not think of it as a career of her own. It was more a question of being occupied and earning more money that would come in handy for the marriage of her daughter and their son's higher education. She did not even think of it as the other way around, that she may need the money for her daughter's higher education and her son's marriage, conditioned as she was to the middle-class mentality. At around the same time, there was news of the renovation of an old derelict building that had remained locked up for many years near the beach in Versova. The grandniece of the former owner had turned returned from abroad and transformed the old building into a guest house, retaining much of the outer and inner structural plan. The intention was to make it a heritage hotel on a small scale, not very fancy but comfortable, with an old-world charm and basic home-cooked food. Shashi joined the staff to help with housekeeping and being of average intelligence, she mastered the art of making beds, changing linen and tidying the rooms without much difficulty. In fact, she was pleasantly surprised that she got paid for doing what she normally did at home only on a bigger and larger scale. She learnt the right way to turn down the sheets, where to tuck it in and how to fold it. She liked the work that did not need great training, but a certain degree of conscientious attitude. She also liked the way the building had been renovated. There was a large room in the front which had been turned into the foyer, and there were two wings of four rooms each on either side of the lobby. The first three rooms on either side were bedrooms, and the last room on either side was the dining room and the business centre. In between the two rings was a long corridor that ran the whole length connecting the foyer in the front to the kitchen at the rear. This corridor was Sashi's working space, her very own territory. Once the door was closed, no one could even see it from outside, as it all fitted into the woodwork so beautifully. This was her secret world, her domain, and Sashi enjoyed the anonymity of working behind the scenes, unheard, unseen. She was in charge of the storehouse and had to ensure that it was always well-stocked to meet the requirements of the clients. She did her job meticulously and in course of time, the staff became accustomed to turn to her for all her housekeeping problems. She had an assistant, a rather mousy-looking girl, who was as efficient as she was quite. In fact, over time, Sajikala became quite fond of the girl and they worked very well together. She perhaps saw a little bit of herself in Minnie, but whatever it was, there was a fairly strong bond, an understanding, and maybe a certain amount of affection between the two. After six years of the same routine, Shashikala could do her job with practiced ease. Her nest egg was growing. Akash and Shashi were not big spenders, and they had no desire to go in for a bigger TV or a fancy cooking range. Their holidays consisted of visiting their families in other cities and that too usually for a purpose such as a wedding, a housewarming ceremony or a special anniversary or birthday. They were content to watch the travel channel on the television for visits to exotic destinations rather than spend money and energy touring around. At the age of 50. Sajkala presumed she would have another 10 years of service, though some would call it drudgery. They were also happy that their son and daughter were both cast in the same mould as their parents and had no inclination towards all the fads and pressures of their peer groups. Life for the little family was a smooth ride on well-oiled wheels of routine and there was a certain contentment in doing the same things every day. Shashi's walk to the Churchgate station from their flat took all of 15 minutes. She preferred the ladies' compartment, but occasionally, if there was a lot of rush, she got into any other compartment possible. As soon as she found a seat, she would take out a Mills and Boon book, settle herself comfortably, and lose herself in the world of dark, handsome, domineering men and bold-faced tea woman who fought with each other till they kissed and realized they were in love. Over the years, she saw that the romantic stories deteriorated a bit and tended to be more like soft pawn, a sign of the changing times of which she did not wholly approve. She liked it better when the hero and heroine kissed more than halfway through the story, unlike now- when they got into bed after the first few chapters. But she soon began to choose the book by the author and tried to avoid the soft palm ones. Once she was settled with her nose in a book, Sashi would not even look up till she neared Andheri, for she could identify the stations by their smells. She would get down at Andheri, take a rickshaw to her place of work, and follow the same routine and reverse on the way back. Friday the 13th of November, however, turned out to be a very different day. It was was far from being a routine day. There was a heavy load of work with Minnie on sick leave, and she took more time to finish her work. Then, at the last minute, There was an emergency booking and a room had to be made ready immediately for a rich client. Friday the 13th sounds ominous indeed. Everything seems to be going against the norm for Sashikala. Will she be in trouble? Can she handle a crisis? Will her life ever be the same again? What awaits her? What is going to happen to her? Just wait for just average part 2.
1: The Valayuli Anubau, they see a Samoka Padagapanirvanam, Samoga Nidi Matrum Adigara Malikal Amechagam, Matrum Media for Community Foundation, Evergillen Kutu Muyachiaga, Wungalidam Kunduver Patadi. Titta Urugeni Padakant, Dr. R. Sreder, Matrum Alok Varma One only. Orang ini padergan, puja murada, Kausalya, matram sahi, sudhavar gan. Tayarip padergan, koway bani, koway keh retirement communities. Ninggal, orang muda kudimagan agerindir, udah bitye be petal, yinggal elderline Help Line, tholai pesiyan, undre nang ayindu ar yeri il toderpukul dpo. Kala yette mani mudal, ira be yette mani berai. Seorang seranda warga yiwara. Unggal kudisasiye, nanggal uridi alikhirom. Marubadium kelenggan, tole pesien. One re nangge ayindu arir yerde, kalle yettmani mudal, iru yettmani berai.
0: That's all for today, folks. Be safe. Fight COVID with two vaccinations. Wear a mask when you go out. Keep safe distance. Observe proper hygiene. We must win. We will win. Thank you.